Quick Bites Media podcast. Quick Bites podcast media. Here we go. Episode number 28. Uh, what do we got on the agenda for today? How's Dan doing, by the way? Dan's doing great. Dan had surgery. Post-op. Fun. Blew um, his ACL out. Just running right Oh, rampant. actually, it wasn't his ACL. Oh. Uh, it was his meniscus, uh, which is actually weak. better because... Weak. <laughs> because if they if he would have actually torn his ACL, they would have had to cut his bone and restructure it, the oh. joint. But they only had to just actually it's the same surgery I got this summer, so they only had to go in there and shave it off, scope it out. Yeah, so interesting. It Dan's was doing well, and it was like twelve hundred bucks cheaper, so that was nice. That's really nice. Yeah, so Full blown ACL would have been rough. Yeah, <laughs> for a dog, that's just wild to think about. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I mean, we can talk about whichever one here. We could talk about the TCU one since I was re- most recent. Oh yeah. So what do you think about? Are you a college football guy? Um, I'm not really a college football guy. I think I watch more NFL football than I do college. But I was keeping up a little bit with it because Bree's dad's big into it. So when we were there, we were watching it like all week, like all the weekends. Um, I was at Top Golf watching it, <clears throat> and I was like, something's not right. <laughs> like I looked, up, <laughs> I looked up there in like the third quarter, and I was like. 35 to 7. So TCU's had this great run. You know, it's it's like a non-Power 5 school. I mean, Boise State beat TCU years ago. Um, but it's kind of like a Boise State making it all the way to the national championship. You know, they've had a great run. Um, it's fascinating to me. I never played football. I did for like two years growing up, but like have no context of the sport besides like watching it and being a fan spectator. Uh but I think it's it's terrible for the brand of college football what happened. And what's really sad is the first within the first five minutes of that game, there was like two plays that were just a little bit out of reach for TCU. There was this like um, option pass, I think like the second or third down of the game, where it missed the receiver's hands by like six inches. Like the quarterback for TCU just barely overthrew him. And that would have been like a 40 yard gain because there was no one, I mean, no one around him. And that would have, I think, changed the dynamic. Um, sports is so momentum driven that when someone gets on top of you and just keeps pushing you down and wants to step on your throat, like what George did, um, it makes it hard for a school that is a little bit unmanned to overcome that. And so to me, it was kind of disappointing because I wanted to see them put up a little bit better of a fight. And I just think right out the gate, the ball just didn't, you know, didn't travel their way in the first few drives. And then they were just kind of defeated the whole entire game. And it's hard to get out of a hole when you're playing that good of a team in Georgia. So it's interesting. I think it's bad for the brand of football because um, now everybody's like, well, why didn't Alabama, Alabama or Michigan, you know, or Ohio State, things like that. That last Michigan game was also crazy, but um, yeah, no, I just, I like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't really just like fully watching the game, so I wasn't really watching the, the plays and all that execution on that side. But. Yeah, you're just checking the score between swings. <clears throat> yeah, and top, well, and off. I was like, all right, we got like a forty point deficit, like <laughs> probably nothing. Let's much. just turn this thing off by now. But um, yeah, I was hitting some dingers, so that was fun. How was Top Golf, by the way? Was it busy? Good. I mean, it was like a twenty minute wait. That's platinum bad. membership. Platinum membership. Look at this guy over here <laughs> bragging about his platinum membership. <laughs> thanks to Blake. No. All thanks to Blake. Um, but no, it's it's seriously nice. But you know how they like bring you clubs? Yeah. 
She brought me this pink bag. I'm like, come on, lady. You you actually go for the upgraded clubs. Well, there was ask. Riley's totally that guy that brings his own clubs to Top Golf. I'm not. I don't bring my own clubs. I'm not that guy. But, <laughs> um, I mean, they're like Callaways. They're not terrible. The drivers. The only thing their tees are so, are so short. It's a rubber tee too. Yeah, it yeah. Driver. And I'm like, you can the thing. I feel like the club I can hit best at Top Golf is like a three wood. Yes, I can rip a three wood at Top Golf. But um, did you play? Have you played like golf holes at Top Golf yet? Yes, me, Bree, and her dad did when we were in Arizona last, and it was actually really fun. Yeah, it's like, fun because they like converted putting to chipping. Yes, and chipping is like the worst part of my game. So I'm like, huh, maybe this is gonna like help me get better at chipping, especially at the end when you're like putting, <laughs> and like you have to make it literally in the middle to get like a birdie or a par, and it's like, oh shit, and then yep. you totally miss it. But it's fun. Um. Do you want to talk about CPI data? I feel like that's something we always talk about, but Yes. Do you? Yeah. Take CPI it. data came out this morning, bright and early. I guess it is Thursday. What was it? I actually didn't even see it. Riley, where where have you been this week? <laughs> I feel like Riley's just like <laughs> I actually I worked all day yesterday. I did all my taxes yesterday for last year, so I'm ready to go. I'm actually waiting on like T D Ameritrade to give me my tax papers so oh. I can finish my taxes. Usually you don't get those till like February. February. Yeah, so no, I know. That's the worst part about tax season is like when you're ready to do it. You can't do it yet. Yeah, yeah. But get all excited, get ready, but you can't do it yet because you're missing one document. So are these numbers correct? Or are we going to get bagged on? No, these numbers are correct. <laughs> Riley, we are getting bagged on on a post on TikTok because the whole clip wasn't posted. It was just a short clip it was where a I was talking about ChatGPT and I was speaking regarding that their storage space. Yes, I understand that Microsoft owns a percentage of ChatGPT. They want to invest more money in them. But what I was speaking to is that AWS is like a server farm and like all of that data has to go somewhere. So the cost of it to run chat GPT was roughly 3 million bucks a day. Maybe it's more, maybe it's less today. People were saying it was 3 million a month. It's 3 million a day. And that it's stored on Azure. Yeah, which is Microsoft's cloud platform, which competes with AWS. Um, We're still so CPI <laughs> data came out this morning, 6.5%. Okay. When so was the last time they released it? It was projected to meet based on all of the big banks that submit their projections, their median, which is the middle number, not just an average was 6.5 was what they wanted to have it, you know, expectations. And it came in at 6.5. Okay. So, I think we're getting better at that. Is the market ripping today? Market's doing all right. Just it's good. Okay. Yeah, it's just good. It, it didn't, um, it's going down. So even though it, we met expectations of what we thought it was going to be, we are trending downward now. You know, we've got two months now in, in a row of decrease in inflation. Um, I think <clears throat> that's a positive thing. I read something interesting this morning in regards to inflation that it's, the metric is calculated on like a two-year scale. So the data that is collected in these percentages that get released is on a two-year scale. And next month is the first time that we're ever going to only take data from the following 12 months. Uh, okay. So, so is it going to How much truth is to that? But it could be really interesting to see how that data is reflected and how some investors might not know some of the intricacies I mean, it's it's all a fugazi. Yeah, it's all a fugazi. Yeah. <laughs> what do these m- numbers mean? I mean, the price of eggs and the price of milk have gone up at the grocery store. We all know that. 
I just grab it and pay for it. <laughs> but the prices of used cars is going down, which is good. Which I, one of my buddies resold like three cars last summer and made like seven grand between the three of them. Wow. And I was like, that, yeah. yeah. Used cars market last year was like, it was ripping. Those used and car Carvana lots. And Carvana like, was like, yeah, our car vending machines aren't working anymore. So what are we going to do with all these used cars? That's oh, the stupidest idea ever. Let's build these buildings and people are going to buy cars and vending machines. No, we actually want to test it out before we buy it. Kind of a cool idea, but I don't really know how that. What do they do it. with those buildings? How do they repurpose that? 12 story strip club, glass box, big ass aquarium. <laughs> Let's hear from you guys. What what Strip Club Aquarium? What what should Carvana do with all of their existing buildings if they go bankrupt? So, do you think are they head? Are they like? Oh, they're headed there big okay. time. I mean, think I of thought the it was a car model. rental service. No, uh, maybe they do have a rental division. I just know that we basically. Need to do research more, Blake. Yeah, they're um, uh, so okay. So six point five. Um, I was gonna say something. Oh. But like, even if inflation comes back down to that, what, 2% that it is supposed to be at, like prices don't go down, right? Do our wages have to just catch up to the market prices of like, like eggs, are, are eggs ever going to get cheaper or are our wages just going to have to get higher? That's a great question. I don't know. I think what I don't think I've comes ever seen. into that is like, you know, the steady inflation rate is always like two to 3%. Like that's the goal of, but like I said earlier, like this is all just like the smoke and mirrors of like data. Yeah. You know, and they're and, like, I want it to be this. this yeah, time. and and it's so manipulated. And then there's so many people out there that are like, okay, well, let's pull out like tech. Let's pull out this. Okay, well, what is the real number of inflation for these different sectors and and things like that? I think coming out of COVID with all of the money printing that took place, all the supply chain issues, um, we're just trying to navigate this new reality of a larger money supply and. Um, potentially less goods and materials that we've, you know, usually had. So I think that that is also a little bit of the spike as these supply chain issues came a year and a half, basically after the money printing. So, you know, for example, COVID, yeah, you get a stimmy check, you know, everybody's assets went up, maybe you sold your house or you refinance it and you pulled a hundred grand out. Sweet. The new Ford lightning dropped and they're selling 30, 40 grand over MSRP. You have the money that day. So you're placing that order, but guess what? The truck isn't coming for 12 months. So when that truck arrives on your door and you put a $2,000 deposit down on your 120 grand truck, you're not closing that deal. So then all of a sudden that now that we've kind of had this pump of inflation and money supply increase, you know, all of these assets that you own have increased in value over the last three years. Stocks are obviously down right now, but um, I think it's just all this, like it's a big game and where it's headed, I think is more of a level playing field of asset values coming down a little bit, inflation, hopefully coming down a little bit in increasing wages to a point to like have a little bit more level playing field of livability. What do you think? Yeah. Well, if you think about it, how much money they printed, I mean, like <laughs> if it was at scale, like people's 50 grand salary should like be 200 grand and be the same, you know, because of like how much they put out there and quote, you know, it doesn't have to be that exact number, but just that sense of like, all right, well they put so much more money into our economy that these these median salaries are just like unrealistic and outdated, right? Um, 
but it'll be interesting. Like I haven't really lived through, I mean, I was alive in 08, but I wasn't like interacting with the world and buying shit and having a house payment or rent. I so. think we can officially take now. No, I'm not going to say that yet. I I'm close to getting comfortable saying and officially taking a really bad recession off the table off the table. Yeah. As in like, I don't think we can get there because something would have to break in like the debt and equity systems that is pretty, pretty sophisticated. I mean, if you look back at 2008, like there was a lot of things going wrong. Mortgages being like just given away. Well, yeah, there was once that broke, I mean, there was a huge downfall of, you know, it took two to three years to get out of that. I don't think we're, you know, we're in a recession right now. And it started, you know, late last year. One, it's like, what actually defines a recession? It's not always like some dark depression. You're eating exactly. graham crackers forever, like <laughs> rice and beans for dinner. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like um, decreased GDP growth, growth. quarterly, right? Yep. Like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it's like much two quarters in a row. In a row. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think we've been there for what? Three quarters? I think so. Something. I don't know. Regardless... Like Jake and I interviewed some people on the street and this dude was like, I'm still getting paid, but I don't like the cost of gas, eggs, whatever. Gas is coming down though. Yeah. <clears throat> gas is definitely coming down. That's got to uh, get that Walmart plus subscription. I'm paying three nineteen a gallon. Is that guaranteed or, or like, yeah, talk takes, me through it. It takes 10. I mean, if you run the numbers, it's not really worth it unless you use the full membership because you're paying like 10 bucks a month. Is this kind of like Amazon prime, but for Walmart? Kind of so. So like you can actually... Um, go to Walmart with this subscription, scan everything you put in your cart and go straight out to your car and bypass all the checkouts. If you just scan it with your phone and then it just charges you when you click finish shopping, it'll just charge you, which is cool. Free delivery. Do I have a story for you? Oh man. What? Go for it. I wanted in college, I had a case study that I had to come up with an idea and a concept. And my idea was basically Amazon go stores, Amazon fresh stores, before it was like live. Obviously people were working on the concept, but basically <laughs> yeah. you had an iPad strapped to your shopping cart. And as you were going around, boop, 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 put your shit in your cart, And then you just grab some bags and exchange it. And I mean, we had the technology and look now it's coming out. Yeah. Dating back to my other really good idea when I was in like third, fourth or fifth grade, I forget exactly which grade I won like an entrepreneur, like a, creative project or whatever it was like some, I even forget what it was, but basically I came up with a concept for when you're driving around eating your French fries, a holder that would hold your fries and your sauce on the steering wheel. Nope. Or in just, the- just in the, like the plastic cup that they put the fries in Yeah, had like a lid that would open up and your cup hold and your sauce would sit in the, when you're in fifth grade, like four or five years later, it showed up at the Burger King chicken fries. And I was like, Blake. you know, we got really far down the patent road actually with my parents. And then the the guy that was going to license it and help us with it was like, all right, we need like 1600 bucks. And then we're going to really do this thing. Patent, like the design, all of its parents are like, eh, it's kind of a lot of money. No, look back to like, Shit. Yeah. They're like, yeah, man, we could have sold it to Burger King for so many ideas. But what that speaks to and what I want you guys to take away from that is there's so many good ideas out there. I have a it's notes list. All about execution. All about execution. I have a notes list that I could scroll. So pick two or three things that you're really passionate about and invest the time. And what is really important about that 
that I think so many people misunderstand is how well you market a product. So Riley, how do you market a product? How important is marketing? Trend, uh, marketing is, it was always important. So like when Apple would do their keynotes or what, I don't know what you would call them when they announced the phones and they have this whole event, right? Like they always marketed those really well and everyone was always tuned in. And like before, before these, like there was marketing, but it wasn't as innovative as it is every day now. So it was like newspaper, the mail, you would have email, whatever. Like now it's, all right, you're getting an ad on your Snapchat stories when you're interacting with your friends, not random people on the internet. So it's everywhere. But when it comes to like businesses that aren't fortune 500 companies and can't spend 50 grand a month, hundred grand a month on marketing. Um, it's actually even more important because at that point you can just play the algorithm in the system and you're guaranteed results pretty much. Right. And you, you have, have enough money. manpower, you have enough money to yeah. be like, Oh, what's our cost per click? But, you know? but now, so we had that whole Facebook ads. Um, we had that whole Facebook ads era and, um, cost per click and, CPM, all the, all the algorithms and stuff. We had that era of where that was all really efficient and it worked and it was worth your money. Now people are stepping back and they're like, all right, it's $30 a click and I might not even convert this person and I want a thousand clicks a month. They do the math like that's not worth it. Right. Um, so now it's like, let's go hire a creative and post a TikTok that gets 700,000 views and we convert three people, four people and you're selling a $10,000 product, whatever it, it converts. So it's like, spend 30 grand a month on marketing um, for like paying for it or spend five to 10 grand a month on marketing and have endless opportunity. Right. So organic marketing is going to be really big in the next five. I would say, I would like to say 10 years, but marketing changes so much that I think five years is solid for now just to like focus on that. Yeah. Um, But organic video marketing is pretty much what I'm talking about. So like, and that's one of those things I feel like, the white space of marketing right now, and it always is obviously evolving and changing. There's always this um, trial period. Like when, when Google AdWords first launched and like Gary and some of these other guys like got in super early, there wasn't enough data out there to actually really milk it to really understand, okay, we've got, you know, we got 20,000 clicks. How many of those converted? It took time to build that data. So where now when we're transitioning into this like social media marketing era, I think it's really hard to pinpoint, hey, if we get you 50,000 views on your video, we can guarantee 10 clients. Yeah. It, and that's where I think it's going because it will get to a point, I feel like, that you can pinpoint that exact metric of per thousand views, we can guarantee one client. You know, and that's where I think in marketing, like since it's always evolving and changing, like you have to be up to speed about testing and trials of these new opportunities. And also the issue there is like, it's all up to the consumer. So like, you don't know if they're going to convert, you don't know if they're going to want to, but like, if you do things properly, then it is. I just watched the Alex Ramosi podcast yesterday with Graham Stephan, that finance dude. Yes. You know who that is? Yep. Him and Graham's Jack. my guy. I used to listen to all of this shit like two hour. years ago when yeah. he uh, when I would mow the lawn. It was like the perfect pod. Um, so I watched that one yesterday just because I was at home doing nothing. And Alex, actually, no, it wasn't even in that podcast. 
but I'll get back to that one. But he made a video about the frozen yogurt industry because he was going to go into that before. I Dems. saw that this morning. It Did was you watch my, it? No, it was just on my YouTube. Like, so he was, he was talking about how frozen yogurt shops revolutionized like sales and business because they put all of the eggs in the consumer's basket. So if you're paying more, it's because it's by weight and you added more. So you're like... He did the example of, ah, I'm a fat ass. Why am I getting like, why am I getting this much versus damn, this place is really expensive because you had the choice to choose doing that much. Yeah. And he was just like doing that. And I was like, that's, that's just crazy way of thinking of it. So it's like, if you set up things like psychology is really big in sales and marketing. So I want to, I want to speak to that for a minute. Okay. So the ice cream industry in, in, in defense or a little bit about it. Yeah, I know a little bit about the ice cream industry. <laughs> um, how come all the frozen yogurt shops are gone now? Yeah. If it was such a great idea. Yeah, well, he was talking about how he was like, you've seen them all go bankrupt or whatever. And I didn't really, I wasn't paying attention to that part as much because I wasn't as intrigued. But he had a reasoning for it. But he was like, the ones that are still- grew too fast. That's the thing. Yeah, probably. Um, but he was like, the ones that are still going are- XYZ doing great, whatever, because they're like still innovating. I think it was just like copy paste, let it sit. And then I was like, shit, why is it dying? (laughs) Well, it's, I think like to speak to that concept, which is really interesting is like, it's a consumer's option to have more or less. Yeah. But okay. What is your loss on all of those materials sitting out? Well, then you you give more options. You've got what? 50 items that you can put in your freaking ice cream bowl. You know, how much waste are you going through of that versus, you know, some ice cream shops that are traditional that have been around for a while. Oh, we only have like our five options you can put on your ice cream. And so there's less of a loss there. Oh, for sure. So that's what I think that played into the fact of a lot of these frozen yogurt shops dying out. And then on top of that, from a real estate understanding, they were starting to go in prime real estate spots. And you know, what it really comes down to is the franchisees and operators. And I think that so many people miss that in business is it really comes down to the operator. Yeah. These business models show that they can print money, these franchises, things like that. If you think that you're just going to buy into a franchise and hire someone to run it for you, Good luck. If you find someone good enough to do that, they better have some ownership because their blood, sweat, and tears. You know, all the franchises that I've worked with, the only successful ones are the ones that are hands on. Yeah. If you think you're just going to hire someone and stay hands off, it's not going to work. Yeah. And so that's what I think happened to the ice cream world. Unless you've trained them for 10 years next year. Yeah. And and like I said, have ownership. Yeah. You know, because we all, we all are incentivized by something and not only money, but like the, the value that you could stick on something. So like general managers that operate in these franchises, I think they need to own 10% of the company because they want to see the upside in their hard work. You well, know they I mean? don't, yeah, they don't want to, want to come clock in and out every day and not feel like there's any progress. Humans are very like momentum and growth driven. Right. And so like, we don't want to just like be monotonous in what we're doing and be like, okay, we're meeting quotas. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, how do we innovate? Right. How do we meet more quotas? How do we change the quotas? How do we like, make more shit happen pretty much in a sense. And I think that's like, if those managers are incentivized that they're, they're more willing to get creative and bring in more business right? and, and reinvent the wheel. One of the quotes my grandpa always told me that I always remembered was never be afraid to reinvent the wheel. Like, I like that. And that is so true in marketing because when everybody's doing the same thing, the trends, all that stuff, like, 
do something different. Like, don't do that. Great, it works, you'll get some views, awesome, but there's no value there because everybody's doing it. Yes, everyone can do it. But like, you really gotta like step back and at the end of the day, it's like, it's like an equation. It's like knowledge plus value plus, um, what did you say? Execution equals positive results extra valuable content like you know yes so it's like every time we film a video we're like all right how is someone watching this and maybe taking away value from it i know i did that with charlie yesterday i was filming something and i had to do two or three takes of it because i was like after i finished the first take i was like re-watching it in my head and i was like eh, that's not very valuable let's shoot it again yeah you know thinking of the end goal in mind and i know i talk to you about this a lot like try and strategize about what you put in effort wise energy wise because you want a result out of it. So what, it, what is your goal? And that's kind of like reverse engineering the end goal of like, are you trying to get more views on your Instagram? Are you trying to get more like followers on TikTok or, you know, like trying to generate more sales, like whatever you put in, you're going to get out, but you yeah, need oh, to strategize sure. about what you're trying to get out before you put all the effort in, I think. Yeah. So yeah. for bus- business owners out there, what's your best advice for, let's say small businesses, less than 10 employees, two, three, four locations looking to grow their marketing presence. What's your, how would you mentor or advise them? Off the bat, um, get your face in front of a camera. Who's behind this brand? Who are you? It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be professional cinematic. Just literally get on there and be like, I'm Blake. I own KZB real estate. Start talking to me. Uh, Cause I want to know, who, what KZB is, who's behind it. Granted, if I need KZB's, uh, KZB's, uh, services, great. But if I knew who's like really behind it, then I'm going to be so more, so much more incentivized to actually partner with you and work with you. Right. Just start posting video content. Um, I know a lot of people get, um, analysis paralysis and they're like, well, I have to come up with ideas and it's going to take a long time to film. And I just, I want it to be perfect. It just literally, post a video. If let's take, for example, Wells Fargo advisors across the hallway here, they probably, I don't even know what they do. Yeah. They're probably some like wealth management. Yeah. I tried to look it up and I was like confused because yeah, Wells so, Fargo is such a big company. So it's like, all right, what do you do? Like that's the first video. I mean, it's hard when you're that business to think of like that too, because right. you're like, everyone knows what we do. No, they don't. Nobody does. Um, really just, you have to think about, you just have to think that nobody knows who you are and nobody knows what you do. Right. Even if people do. So just start, yeah, start making content. Get in front of the camera and start making content. Those are the first two steps. Then we can talk about making your content better and making your content more valuable and then like adding all the pieces together to make it the most successful marketing strategy for your business because it's different for everyone. So would you say that like one of the top things that businesses can do right now in in their marketing budgets, plans is to be creating videos and distributing those videos? Yeah, um, don't do any more print marketing. I'm going to come out here and say it. <laughs> Woo! I know a lot of older people do look at that stuff. I mean, I got like a Papa John's Let's coupon. hear it, everybody. Roast Riley on that because I think print marketing has its place. Okay, which I am getting to. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think the ROI is less positive than if you were to just go straight organic video marketing um, because like I used a Papa John's coupon that I got in the mail four weeks ago. So it's like, all right. Did work. Yeah, so... <laughs> But I already knew about Papa John's. I already used Papa John's. So if you take a business that nobody has any idea about and I get a coupon for them, 
Well, you know, yeah. so it's kind of like bringing awareness to what, who you are, what you do, why should I use you versus your competitors? Marketing is pretty simple if you break it down. Yeah. Um, people get really scared by the strategy and optimization and running campaigns. And it's like, it's just fancy words for letting the big businesses just be able to do it and not you because it's confusing. Yep. It's kind of like the stock market. Take your money. So um, where are we going with that? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, if you're doing print marketing and you're struggling with like converting, I would focus on organic video marketing, hire a creative or don't figure it out on your own. Um, search other businesses in your industry in different areas. Um, see what they're doing if they are doing something. If you're in an industry and no, aka commercial real estate and nobody's really doing anything, gold mine right there. Jump on it and start creating. Um, everything's vertical. Everything's quick. Yes. Amazon vertical. has video and vertical now, I guess. I haven't seen it or interacted with it we'll yet. Have to test it. But um that's you you just have to you just have to um capture attention. And what are you doing? I gotta go to a lunch meeting. Oh. <laughs> oh, is it eleven forty five? Sweet. All right, there we go. Start your marketing people. 